morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. I hope everyone had a great weekend. If you've been following uh, my blog or Big Rob's Van or especially Patreon, you know that uh, it's storm season here in Oklahoma. So we've had tornadoes. We have luckily dodged all the tornadoes, but along with those storms came hail, and we did not dodge all the hail damage. Uh, my car received, we just got estimates, my car received $4,500 worth of hail damage, and my daughter's brand new car uh, received the same. My car has 182 hail dents, and we just got the windshield replaced because uh, it turns out golf ball-sized hail will shatter a windshield. <laughs> So it's um it's been an expensive storm season for us even with uh for the cars or the liability but uh our house the gutters the the air conditioner everything has hailed it so that's a that's been a fun thing. Uh but you know what everybody is safe and and um you know we're out a little bit of money but as they say, as we all know, money grows on trees. So shouldn't be, wait, I said how the saying goes and something like that. Anyway, um, I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, of course, this is also, uh, if you have kids in school, this is the end of the school year. And we have, my daughter is graduating from high school. She is a senior and, and uh, this is the last few days. So boy, howdy. Got to get her to keep going those last few days. She is done with school. I remember that same feeling. And this is actually the last week of school. So they are in that that strange little moment where uh, school is over, and then they have a couple of days of tests, and then there's nothing, and then they have their graduation thing. So trying to get them to just, I'm like, oh, just a few more days. <laughs> keep going. It'll be great, I promise. Uh, so anyway. Uh, it's, uh, it's that time of year. It's into school year. It's about to be summer vacation. Uh, and in Oklahoma, summer vacation means hot, hot, hot. But there's one place I know of that's hotter than Oklahoma in the summer. And that was Tatooine, the planet that Luke Skywalker was raised on a desert planet with two sons. Uh, it was uh, so hot that Luke's family, his aunt and uncle, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, were moisture farmers. That's what they did on Tatooine. And then later it was hotter for them because they were tied to stakes and burned by Imperial stormtroopers. So it got real hot. <laughs> Just hotter than normal. Um, but uh, so when I was a kid, as you all know, I was a huge Star Wars fan. I got every toy. I got every action figure. I, you know, I just, I just wanted it all. And Kenner knew after the, you know, boy, did they just happen across a gold mine of printing those toys, you know, of looking into that, that manufacturing deal. And they thought, well, what are going to be the toys kids want? Well, you got to have an X-Wing fighter. You got to have a land speeder. You got to have a TIE fighter, you know, and, and they made those and people bought them. And then they were like, hey, I wonder if we make some more stuff. Well, kids buy that. And then they made a Millennium Falcon. They made the Death Star and people bought. And they were like, hey, I think whatever we make, uh, people will buy. <laughs> it turned out that was true for about uh, 50 years, <laughs> 45 something years. Um, so one of the things that they started moving into was play sets. And so in 1979, this is two years after the release of Star Wars, Kenner made their first, well, it's not their first because they made a cantina 
playset. And the Cantina playset is a piece of plastic with a bar that kind of looks like the Cantina and some steps. And then a cardboard background. You put the cardboard on there and you go, oh, yeah, it looks like, a, looks like the Cantina. You take the cardboard off and you go, oh, it's a, it's a brown plastic. <laughs> is that what this is? So they, they, they figured out that they could make these pretty inexpensively. You make a, a base, a plastic base, and you put the cardboard on the back. And now you, you've made a play set. And then you could include one extra little thing that you couldn't buy off the shelves. Um, for example, with the uh, Hoth playset, which came a couple of years later, which is exactly like the playset I'm about to talk about. Uh, you got the plastic base. You got a cardboard backdrop of an ad at. Uh, but then you also got the Probot. Uh, which appears, that's the robot that appears at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back that that shows up and spots Han and Chewbacca as they're doing their patrols on Hoth in which Han Solo shoots and, and uh, blows up, but it turns out they think that it um, self-destructed itself and that it's an Imperial probe droid that's out spying, who recently made another appearance in uh, The Mandalorian. So Mandalorian, keeping things alive. Um <clears throat> So in 1979, this was two years after Star Wars, but before Empire Strikes Back, Kenner said, you know, I think we could just make uh, these play sets and we can make them pretty inexpensively and kids will buy them up. Uh, so you got to do a play set, but you got to include one extra thing, you know. So they made uh, what they called the Land of the Jawas play set. That is the official name, uh, Land of the Jawas. And so when you bought the Land of the Jawas play set, you got a big brown plastic um, base, if you will, that had some details. It had uh, tracks built into the plastic base where the sand crawler had driven over. It had a little cave in the corner where you could put a Jawa inside there, and that was kind of like the cave that the Jawas hid inside and jumped out and shot R2-D2 with their little electro-zapper gun. Um, and, and, you know, but, but very minimal, very minimal things. <clears throat> what really sold it. Oh, and then there's a big indention that we'll talk about in just a moment in the, in the base. And then there were a couple of slots on the back and then it came with a cardboard sand crawler, um, just a flat piece of cardboard and then kind of a three dimensional sand crawler. I mean, it was like, a, it came off like an inch or so. And uh, it had a little elevator where you could take droids up and down into the, the sand crawler. But that fit onto the back, and now you got a playset. You got a big cardboard sand crawler and a plastic base and, and um, uh, one additional item. <clears throat> the, the thing about this is that uh, if you've ever met five year old children, a cardboard playset thing is not going to last very long. And so. Uh, that is why when you go on eBay and you type land of the Jawas playset, they're somewhere between a hundred and $300 because most of them, uh, including mine, the cardboard got destroyed. So we were all left with these plastic bases, which kind of, you know, look like Tatooine. It was a brown plastic base, but we didn't have the, the sand crawler anymore that went on the back of it, but it did come with, as I've referenced a few times, and now I'm going to show you what this item is. It did come with one additional item and it was this, as I show it on camera, this is the escape pod. Now the escape pod was featured in Star Wars, and this is the pod 
that was jettisoned during the initial fight between uh, uh, the Star Destroyer and the uh, rebel uh, ship, Princess Leia's uh, ship that was escaping. And uh, this is the escape pod that R2-D2 and C-3PO piled into and was shot through space. As I do special effects on the video here. Uh, was shot through space. Goes across the screen there. Uh, and lands on Tatooine. And that is how our heroes of the story at that time, R2-D2 and C-3PO, arrive on the desert planet of Tatooine. Of course, eventually... R2-D2 is captured, and and uh, uh, then C-3PO is captured by Jawas, and of course that's what brings us all to this one playset. That's why all these things are, are included here. Uh, so I do have the plastic base still. It's, it's in a box. I don't have the cardboard back piece of the Land of the Jaws, but what I do have is this escape pod. Now, I don't know. I mean, this escape pod is probably one of the most boring items that Kinner ever produced. If uh, you didn't know what you were looking at and it was sitting across the room, you would think it was a plastic Tupperware cup. It does have a lid that opens and kind of snaps into place. So this lid opens, but if you look down in there, literally this is like a tumbler that you could drink out of. There's a couple of pieces of plastic probably due to molding. It's like the inverse of the, the details that are on the outside. It's just pressed in. There's a couple of plastic things, maybe for uh, strength, for structure. And then there are the traditional Kenner uh, action figure pegs down at the bottom. So you could put action figures and have them stand up down there. But uh, but the details are pretty simple. There is a little window where if you put a character in there, they can look out the window. If it, And uh, in theory, you can see the character, but as you can see with the lid closed, it's completely dark inside. So I don't know that you could see a figure. You have some... Lots of little, um, what do they call them? Grimleys, giblets, grimlets, uh, just little details that were put into this. Little carvings on the side that make it look more like a spaceship and less like a, a cup for milk. Um, and then on the bottom, uh, of course, we see in the shot in the film, there are four little rocket jets that propel it as it goes uh, from the ship down to Tatooine, and we have those little jets on the bottom. We also have a, a cutout on the top. Again, uh, in theory, you could look down in there and see if there were figures in here, but um, it's so dark inside there that I don't know that you could see anything in there, to be honest with you. Um, maybe those were, this is a choking hazard thing, so if you got this, you could talk through it like this. And you can't actually choke if you put it over your mouth. Kids would try a lot of stuff. I've got kids, and uh, it's amazing. I uh, the, the day that my son learned to walk, or not walk, crawl, uh, he looked like he was going to crawl. We went uh, to one side of the room. He left him on the other side of the room, and we go, he's going to do it. And he started crawling, and then instead of coming to us, he went right to an electrical socket and started trying to lick it. So kids will try just, they'll try the darndest things. Uh, so maybe some kid, uh, they were afraid he would put his put this the lid over his mouth, and uh, he would die on his way to Tatooine. So instead, you could talk right through the hole in the top here. And you kind of sound like <sighs> someone else that I can't mention for copyright reasons. <sighs> Okay, I could mention that. It's Darth Vader. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> it was Darth Vader. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to show you something else that goes with this. These are my original 
R2-D2 and C-3PO that I got uh, the very first Christmas, the Christmas of 1978. They're in pretty good condition here. Uh, so this is my original R2-D2. And uh, the lighting is uh, a little blinding here if you're watching the video. But uh, um, a lot of these, uh, the R2-D2, he had paint on his head. He has a clicking sound when you rotate his head. This one is in really good condition. Uh, and then it had a, pa a, a paper-based decal attached to his torso. And what happened over time is a lot of people got those wet and then it would get yucky, and it would peel off, and it wouldn't be great. So you've got R2-D2 there. And you've also got this C-3PO. Now, I have two C-3PO's, and this is the better of the two. And the reason he's the better is because he stands up. Uh, so this is my uh, C-3PO, also from 1979. Again, he is in really good uh, condition, all things considered. And so uh, what you would do, he's on a little standing base right now because I brought him off the shelf, but I'll take him off there. And you would open up the escape pod here and put uh, C-3PO in here and put R2-D2 in here and then close up the lid. And then now you go, here they go. And they would, they would take off and they would go land down on the land of the Jawas playset. So this is, this is the whole deal right here. I guess you could probably get Maybe a third guy, maybe a jaw in there, but you really kind of have to arrange things. You can probably get R5-D4 in here upside down, maybe, um, <clears throat> if you wanted him to join them on their <laughs> on their adventures. Or Princess Leia, you could rewrite uh, the script. You say, Princess Leia got out of there, too. She went to Tatooine and got away and, and uh, went down there and then married Luke. They fell in love and they got married. Then they realized when they got the blood test that they were brother and sister, and it cut out the other two movies. Um, <laughs> that's an odd, odd alternate Star Wars universe. So anyway, uh, yeah, this thing right here, I don't know. I think either kid, I think mean, this is, like I said, one of the most uninspiring, uh, toy accessories that came. Nobody who watched Star Wars, no kid who watched Star Wars was like, oh my gosh, I hope they make the escape pod. I can't wait to buy that. And maybe that's why they didn't offer it for sale, uh, independently. However, as we all know, later in Star Wars, you could have offered this as a promotional thing or something, and people would have gone crazy bonkers. They would have been like, oh, the escape pod, I got to have that thing. You know, I got to have the probot. I got to have all these other things that weren't, um, you know, featured largely in, in the movie prominently. They weren't main ships or things like that. They could have probably sold this as a uh, an add-on accessory or something, but uh, they didn't. They included it free in that Land of the Jawas uh, playset. I think most kids <clears throat> these these had all had similar fates. Number one, the this is just the lid hinge is just a piece of uh, molded plastic. This is all one piece, and it's just not cut away there. So I think if you open this about 20 times, that's going to break off. And I've done it 10 times on this video, so it doesn't have much life left. Um, I mean, actually, again, mine's pretty good, but if you were to uh, force it all the way open or be too rough with it, I, I do think... Um, a, uh, a five-year-old on a mission could remove the lid from this in about five seconds. I don't think it would be difficult to break this lid off. So a lot of these had the lids broken off and then they got thrown away. Or 
kids got the land of the Jawa set and then they go, well, that's, this is dumb. And then they threw it away or some mom picked it up and thought it was a weird space age drinking cup and they threw it away. So you just don't see many of these around anymore, but it's not like saying, you know, you just don't see many millennium Falcons. And then you go, well, that's a shame because a lot of people would want them. But I think when you say you don't see a lot of these escape pods around, people go, I can see why it's not that exciting, but, uh, it's exciting for me because I got it in 1979 as part of my land of the Jawas playset. Uh, I will mention that the next place that they made was the, I think it's called the Hoth attack playset. I'm not sure, but it's uh, something about the Hoth. Um, and, um, they used the, the exact same mold to make the base. They just made it white. And that became Hoth. Uh, and and for the cardboard back thing, instead of the a uh, sand crawler, they replaced it with an AT-AT. It had the exact same functionality with the elevator that went up and down. Now you can put figures into an AT-AT. And I think what was more bizarre as a kid is that it has the sand crawler tracks in the snow. And I remember thinking, why would a sand crawler be on the land of Hoth? That makes no sense. But then they, you know... They just go, oh, it's a tracks for something else. And you go, okay, who cares? It even has the little snow cave. Um, you know, now it's a snow cave, but before it was the cave for the Jawas. And there aren't really any tiny things from Hoth that you would put in the cave. So it's just a cave for no reason. So every kid that owned the first one immediately recognized that the base was identical for the second one. But, you know, I'm sure it saved them some bucks and, and, uh, we bought it anyway. It didn't matter to us. So, uh, this sits over on my shelf, the escape pod. It does not take up a lot of space, but I will show just for those of you watching the video, uh, again, you can see that there are windows in this, but, uh, you would be hard pressed to see the action figure through any of those windows through the top or through the side. It's just, it becomes a, a black cup when you close the lid and it is just a I mean, even with my eyeball, I mean, I guess you could kind of look and see that there's windows all the way through. So it lets a, like you can kind of see that there's somebody in there, but certainly not, you know, um, I could, because the reflection, I could see it's C3PO, but if it were a normal figure, you might have a difficult time identifying who was in there. So it's a strange feature, but there it is. The Land of the Jawas Escape Pod. One of the, uh, I wouldn't call it rare, but more uncommon uh, retro toys that is a part of my Star Wars collection. As always, thanks for listening to Rando Rob. Of course, you can watch the videos on YouTube under my account, Rob O'Hara. There's a playlist called Rando Rob. You can check out all my Rando Rob videos. You can subscribe to the audio version if that's more your bag. There's, uh, You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts. I think it's on some other things. Uh, and if you just want to listen to one episode, you can go to podcast.robohara.com. Click on the Rando Rob uh, link on the right-hand side, and you'll get a uh, a complete list, just a straight text list of every episode. And you can just click on one and listen to it if you want to do it that way. The rest of the week, I will be uploading uh, episodes that were exclusive to Patreon, but now they're being shared to you because you're my friends and uh, I love you all. And I love the fact that people are interested in the old stuff uh, that I own and allow me to talk about it for a few minutes. So thanks as always for watching and listening. And I will talk to you guys soon.